0: Hey, welcome to Godfather Minute, Minute. Or, <laughs> where we have the union and the game. I'm sorry, let me start again. Hello and welcome to Godfather Minute, where we have the unions and we have the gambling and they are the best things to have. I'm Alex Robinson. And I'm Andy Robinson. Together we're Godfather Minute. How are you doing this week, I'm doing. I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing good. We're in, uh, getting some good scenes here in the movie. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. It's, I, I would just want to say it again. I'm kind of glad we're finished with the wedding scene and we've moved on mm-hmm. to some more plot. Yeah. Uh, I think up until the, uh, Sicily, I think it moves along pretty well. I think Sicily is really, that's going to be our toughest, uh, mm. challenge. Mm. There's a lot of just like slow shots of Sicily and then walking yeah. around the hills or coming up with a good stuff to talk about. But anyway, we'll get to that when we get to it. Maybe when we get to those scenes, we'll have to, we'll have to bank some good content, some background. Yeah. Oh, that's when you can give us your, your real book report of, uh, Omerta. Cause that takes place in Sicily, right? Yeah, right? You read it, right? This, today we're discussing minute 36 <laughs> of The Godfather. 36. 36, 36, e minuto? E minuto 36? 36. El minuto. El minuto. Número 36. Close. Uh, very close if you're speaking Spanish. Uh, 30? 30? Say. 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 You got it. Numero, minuto numero 36. Say. say. All right. <laughs> for your father. So, uh, minute uh, 36. starts off with uh, Tom uh, telling the Don about the, uh, the Turk. Mm-hmm. He says the Turk needs police protection, and uh, for which he will provide a piece of the action of his drug operation that he wants to set up. Alex, when you were you just said uh, Tom telling the Don, uh-huh. and it it rhymed, and it reminded me that we should probably come up with a rap. Oh. Put that down for bonus content. Oh, I don't know. No? Two white guys coming up with a rap. <laughs> come on, it's All right, our, come on. Our our listeners want to hear it. I know our listeners There's a lot of money in that it. white rapping. <laughs> Rap. I wrote it down. <laughs> well, at least we'll have a drum beat, and you and I will trade yeah. lines. It yeah. won't be like a rap right. battle. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that would actually be funny. It's uh, it's Sunny and Salazzo rap, rapping, doing a rap battle. Well, that'll be for our uh, for the musical. That'll be the section. <laughs> oh, where yeah. That part will be uh, the rap battle between oh, perfect, perfect. Uh, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> and it ends with him getting gunned down on the causeway. Oh That's yeah. The last, uh, the last and scene. and it's and when they show the guys with the machine guns, the yeah. sound effect won't be a machine gun, it will be a a record scratching like, <laughs> <laughs> totally at the toll booth. Yeah. Um so he's a top narcotics man. huh And uh he does have a prison record. He mm-hmm. spent some time in uh in in Sicily and mm-hmm here. Yeah, he did one one in Italy and one here, right? Yeah. Here being the U.S. We have listeners who are not in America, Alex. This is true. Well, we're recording in the U.S., so. Mm-hmm, that's true. Yeah. Um, yeah, so one in, in, in Sicily and one in uh... Does this say anything in the book? Do they have any background about the Turks? Have you gotten any of that stuff? Uh, just l- what he was in for. What he did as two stretches Oh, boy, for. you know, let me reference my notes. I didn't have... Let's see. Uh... So, uh they go into a little bit about the Turk. They say he's called the Turk because he uh, lived and spent time in Turkey, and he, they think he has a wife and kids in Turkey or well, has a family. In I will see the, the, the Turks come back in, uh, in Godfather 4. Yeah. Uh, no, you know, at this stage of the book, there's nothing more about Salazzo. Puzo leaves him a little bit of a mystery. Mm-hmm. They just go into the business details. Right. And by the way, uh, they know. Oh, yeah, it's clear in the movie, too, that they know that Salazzo is coming to them to make them this offer. Right. It's not yeah. like they're going in cold, not knowing what oh, he's yeah. asking Tom about. put yeah. together a dossier, right? Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, some- a very competent man and his own boss. He has a record. He's done two terms in prison one in Italy, one in the U.S. And he's known to the authorities as a narcotics man. Um. Yeah. The only other part in the book that, that Puzo writes about Salato is that uh, him being his own boss and already having done prison sentences, it might be good to go into business with him. Why, Alex? Because he would never get immunity to testify against anyone. Why? And so, if because if the Turk got busted, he wouldn't cooperate. How do they know no, I know that? There's no. I think the logic is. Because he would never be offered immunity because he's already, uh, well, well, one he has no one to rat out because he's his own boss. Yeah, it's not like it, it's not like there's a bigger fish that he could. Well, I mean, there's the other five families. Yeah, that's what that's what Puto wrote. He would never get immunity to testify against anyone. Hmm. Also, if the Turk got busted, he wouldn't cooperate if he knew his U.S. wife and kids were taken care of. So he has a U.S. wife and kids, too? Yeah, it sounds like a Turkish wife and kids. (laughs) Like like hedging his (laughs) vets. Like they said, he's good with a knife. (laughs) Yeah, that's about it for Hmm. the old Turk. So the Don asks um, Sonny what he thinks about the uh deal. uh And uh, Sonny says, The line which we both love is a lot of money in that white powder. (laughs) Yeah and so do you think he's eating he's eating nuts or something yeah he's cracking uh mm. some type of uh, pistachio or something <laughs> which to me adds to maybe the lack of seriousness of mm-hmm. Sonny he's yeah. sort of eating while while this serious business is being discussed now Puzo does write in the book a little bit more about Sonny's response which is different than his response in in the movie in the movie okay the book is different than the movie. <laughs> the book is different uh, than the movie. wrote, Sonny, uh, Hagen knew what Sonny would, uh the, oh, sorry, the Don puffed his cigar and said, Santino, what do you think? Hagen knew what Sonny would say. Sonny was chafing at being under the Don's thumb. Mm. He wanted a big operation of his own. Something like this would be perfect. So Sonny was already... Thinking of getting hot for that deal. He's (laughs) hot for that deal, but for himself in particular, not so much for the family. Yeah. And then Sonny took a long slug of scotch. There's a lot of money in that white powder, he said, but it could be dangerous. Some people could wind up in jail for 20 years. I'd say that if we kept out of the operations end, just stuck to protection and financing, it might be a good idea. It's a good Sonny. It's a good Sonny. I, I appreciate the difference in the book because that makes him a Seem to be more thoughtful about it, yeah. And then he's actually thinking strategically. Hey, let's not get into yeah, the yeah. distribution, yeah. but just finance. Whereas in the book, he's eating pistachios and he's pretty much a lot of money in a white powder pop. Yeah, what's guess, the answer going to be? Come on, come on. <laughs> what, what are you? What are you going to do, pop? <laughs> I guess because in the movie they have much less time to get into that kind of detail and stuff. Well, I also think the movie makes him makes him look more headstrong and yeah, not because as that's yeah, they, they, they need to do broader yeah big versions of the characters to uh, mm-hmm. to make them pay off so i was wondering when he says oh, what do you think santino and he says a lot of money in that white powder pop so according to the book he really is jonesing for the deal i was wondering if sunny yeah if yeah. the don was asking him this knowing what his answer was going to be but just to see if sunny is what is learning yeah you know I, yeah and he does he's sort of testing him out so you think at this point he he doesn't think he's going to do the deal you don't think the Don is going to... The Don is not hot for the deal. The do- who, who are you asking? Tom or Sonny? <laughs> like like who, who's you? Oh, you're asking me. <laughs> so if, if he is just testing Sonny to see what his answer would be, yeah. that implies that the Don already knows he's not going to do the deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hagen? Either that or he's legitimately seeking out Sonny's advice. So Hagen knows that the Don is not going to go for it. He does know that. Hagen knows. Okay. Yeah. And Puto writes about that. But Uh, in the the movie, he definitely makes an attempt to try to convince him to do it. He does, and it's still his job to try to convince him to it. But let's go back to Sonny. Back to Sonny. Uh, Puto wrote, Hagen looked at... So Sonny says this line about the white powder and how it could make them a lot of money, but they should be careful. Hagen looked at Sonny approvingly. He had played his cards well. He had stuck to the obvious... He had stuck to the obvious, much the best course for him. Um, Yeah, and then Hagen, uh, the Don puffed on his cigar. And you, Tom, what do you think? Hagen composed himself to be absolutely honest. He had already come to the conclusion that the Don would refuse Salazzo's proposition. Hmm. But what was worse, Hagen was convinced that for one of the few times in his experience, the Don had not thought things through. He was not looking far enough ahead in my notes i was i wrote down is the don getting out of his league mm. like he's mm-hmm. you know he doesn't he's have old. a head for a big uh a big deals big deals right yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like you know he he's good for like a small i mean obviously he has a big empire but it's relatively small like mm. in terms of you know he's still dealing with funeral people and like roughing up thugs and things like that he doesn't and have, the, he doesn't have the, the vision the long-term vision that someone like michael would come to have well and i guess also he's old-fashioned sort of him like oh drugs are a uh, you know a no mm. no good whereas younger people might be like hey it's the you know we don't have that stigma to it we're yeah. just looking to make well, that's money and we can so so the don's getting soft these kids are growing they're growing cannabis in the basement. Underneath the church. In Farmada. In Farmada. Uh, in Farmada. <laughs> yeah, so because Tom does seem hot for the deal. Yeah. Uh, there's more money potential in narcotics than anything else they're looking at. Yeah. Um now, do you think he said that because he knows that Waltz's big star is about to move from marijuana to heroin? So oh, he knows, like, boy, if that guy's getting into heroin, it must be, like, it's not, you know, because Hollywood stars are doing it. It must be, like, the cool yeah. thing that they're oh, doing. Oh, wow. stinking <laughs> thinking strategy. He had just gotten back from Hollywood. Yeah. So he's probably thinking so, about yeah. all that. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, I have some, a little bit of history of heroin. Oh, cool. Up until this point, up until the hit point of 1940s. Uh, uh, it's been around since the 1800s. It originally was, of course, a medicine. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a... Uh, it was originally created to to help morphine addiction. Like if you are addicted ca- to morphine, you'd be like, "Well, here, take this heroin. Mm-hmm. It's much better for you. It's it won't you won't get addicted to it mm-hmm. the way you're addicted to morphine." <laughs> so it, looking you, back, it was kind of like a yeah. uh, you're trading one for the other. Maybe well, morphine you, is more deadly. Than- do you get addicted to morphine? Oh yeah, morphine Probably, is, is right? very uh, it's powerfully uh, so addictive. So it's more addictive than heroin. I, <laughs> I mean, that's not something you yeah. generally hear, but maybe at the time they just didn't realize yeah, it. They didn't or maybe the heroin then was less pure. So yeah, it, was, true. it wasn't as, I don't know what the. Yeah, it depends where the poppies are from. Yeah. Because the Turks' poppies from yeah, it's Turkey. Turkey. We'll get their poppies. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but in the 1930s and 40s is when it started becoming popularized in the United States, uh, starting in like uh, Harlem in the jazz era. That's mm. when people started, that's when it mm-hmm. started becoming like a that people were doing it, you know, for uh, for fun. And so what in what communities was it being used? White, black? Oh, I guess oh. In, in... Yeah, so I would say mostly, like, in black communities because mm-hmm. in the 50s, like, uh, the beats and the hipsters started picking up on it. Mm-hmm. And that makes sense. Mm-hmm. They would have got some... Because, you know, white people love stealing cool stuff from black people. Yeah. So they would have been like, hey, we should totally start yeah. doing that. And I guess that's where this this is right on that cusp of where it's starting to get into that white people are yeah, starting yeah. to do it. Because the Hollywood... It's, it's hitting hot the white Hollywood, Hollywood, Hollywood elite, mm-hmm. um, and like one of the crime bosses in the movie says later, he wants to keep it out of the the, from the white schools. Neighborhood. Yeah. neighborhoods. Um, uh, a lot of it comes in. F- a lot of it used to come in through the f- French connection, mm. which is the f- the things were grown in Turkey and then they were shipped out of France to the United States. They mm. would come on boats from the United mm. States. Okay, uh, nineteen forty seven. Uh, that was the first big heroin bust in the United States. Oh, wow! A uh, Corsican sailor was busted with uh, seven pounds of heroin. That's three kilograms for those of you. That outside. doesn't sound like a lot. It doesn't sound like a lot, no. but I guess back then it was. it yeah. Must have been fairly unique. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, Corsican mobsters were running this thing under the protection of the U.S. government in. Uh, in oh wow! Uh, in Italy, after the after World War II the united states did not want italy going communist mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. they're like okay we'll help the mob like really yeah basically we'll we'll give the mob protection because they're they'll be the ones to stop the mob the communists from from really? rising up yeah oh interesting so uh i guess first was mini- there really a risk that uh italian government oh, yeah. would go yeah communist yeah europe in the uh Especially oh, yeah. after, after World War II, aside yeah. from the fact that you had the Soviet Union wanting to turn as many countries communist as possible. Yeah. Um, Europe has a lot more tradition of socialist mm-hmm. socialism and that kind of stuff than, uh, than we do over here. So why was the U.S. government paying off the, the mob of Italy and not just the Italian government? Because or was it one and the same? Yeah, basically. Well, yeah, you know, it was kind of like under it was like under American after the war, it was like under uh, like American supervision because we were like, okay, yeah. let's you know, and that's that was when they said they wanted the mob to wow. be more because they had more local connections and things like yeah. that. You know, there were politicians and stuff, but a lot of them were in the you know, beholden to the mob anyway. So, yeah. uh, so, and so uh, the U- is it correct? The U.S. government knew that that Italy was playing a role in processing and shipping heroin to the U.S.? I assume so. Yeah. Hmm. So they were just like turning a blind eye to it, and presumably they didn't want it coming in, but they didn't want to, they didn't want to, they couldn't risk, they didn't want to risk alienating the gangsters. So they're like, okay, ship it anywhere else, but just not near the schools. That's, yeah, (laughs) that's strange, Alex. I'm not sure I believe that. I mean, senators don't have drugs shipped (laughs) to America. It's true. I was being naive when I said that. yeah so there you go so interesting um, and so was uh hagen correct that 10 years from then is when drugs would bring in the most money for crime families in new york yeah you have to assume that that's accurate if not now 10 years from now yeah uh Yeah, because apparently apparently Tom could read the writing on the wall that drugs were going to become more and more of a thing. Certainly more, because obviously they lost their liquor. Yeah, couldn't couldn't import you know things from Canada Mm and the molasses Mm -hmm. anymore, or or, so they needed something more to uh, to fall back on. They couldn't leave the holes for last anymore. (laughs) It's true. So he said they have the gambling and the unions, which are the best things to have. Yeah, that's fascinating. Yeah, that does seem surprising to me. You wouldn't think like gambling would, but. but I wonder if also Tom is saying this as a little bit of brown nosing. Mm-hmm. Like we have the mm-hmm. unions it's and the gambling, which of course, Don, you set up and we know those yeah. are the best things to have, like a little bit yeah. of like buttering them up to get yeah. them ready for the uh, uh, for That's, the other that's things, probably so. true. and he And he probably also frames the need to get into the drug business as a threat to what corleone you built like, if we true. don't get into this it's going to destroy everything you built yeah that's so it's true. another way to sell yeah. it because uh yet the other families will get involved mm-hmm. and uh, i right. guess it's kind of like you have to do in order to remain competitive you have to kind of take on the same things or work with people like because otherwise you'll you'll be yeah. like uh you know uh, I was trying to think of a company that went out of business for being a blockbuster. Blockbuster. There you go. Totally. Yeah. So, you think at some point in the blockbuster, like CEO, there was some guy saying, like, uh, We got to get into streaming. Yeah, you know, we got, we got we the video rentals and we got the popcorn sales <laughs> uh, the, on the, and the on site popcorn sales, but we got to get into the streaming. Yeah. If we don't get into streaming now, yeah. they're going to come, they're going to get into it. Maybe not now, but 10 years from yeah, now. It's a lot of money in that Wi Fi pop. <laughs> it, was <a> lot fa- <laughs> it was a lot faster than 10 years, wasn't it? Uh, f- well from that streaming came Oh yeah totally. That streaming yeah. Brought down VHS tapes yeah. Speaking of VHS yes. tapes Pretty soon we will watch The Last Dawn yes. Which we have on VHS And we're going to put that In a bonus content Yeah with bonus I just content. wanted to remind you of that <laughs> It's not <sitting laughs> my dresser We haven't forgotten The Last Dawn <laughs> Don't worry Don We haven't forgotten you and if Danny Aiello, if you by chance are listening to this, we invite you to watch it with us and then come on the bonus episode. We should, that should be the bonus content for our last episode. It's the last time. Oh, oh. <laughs> Do you think our listeners can wait that long? I don't know. That's like two and a half years. <laughs> I mean, they can wait yeah. now, but if not now, then two and a half years from now. <laughs> yeah, totally. I think it's more than two and a half years. You mean, is it? I mean the last thing after the end of Godfather 3. Oh, wow. That, that. that probably is taking years from now. What can I do to help you, Mr. Joey Sasa? <laughs> the last time. The last Zaza. Um, well, speaking of leaving the host for last. Yeah. There's a little bit. Oh, in wait. The, before we do that, what, didn't we have something <laughs> we were going to talk about in our, in bonus, our bonus content episode? today? Mm, well, we you were going to. Weren't you going to say more lines and we were going to. Yeah. More quotes. More quotes. And see Did if you we can. have any. Uh, you, we asked. We We answered. Uh, Any unresolved ones? We'll take a look. So we're definitely going to start with the quotes, and we might have some other st- some other yeah. unfinished business. Well, so, and, so. and for those of you that listen, you know we come up with an idea, we try to stick with it, but what we end up Digressing talking about is always yeah. a lot more interesting and yeah. fun. We we really let it, we really cut loose and let it roll <laughs> during the bonus <laughs> yeah. content. So if this sounds intriguing to you, uh, go to uh, godfatherminute slash support, sign up, and uh, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's uh, fairly cheap. So anyway, yes, and, and hopefully you're having fun now. But if not now, then twenty minutes from now, <laughs> you'll be running. From- <laughs> it's a lot of funny in that bonus content, pop. <laughs> so speaking of leaving the laws for last, uh-huh. uh, let's see. Uh, okay, there's a part in the book about uh, prostitution, and hmm. so Hagen, interestingly. Hegan did not want to bring up that the Turk had made his money before World War II by prostitution because he didn't think that the godfather would approve and wouldn't want to do business with the Turk. Because just because the Turk was a prostitute? He, well, no, the Turk kind of, wasn't a prostitute. Oh, he wasn't. No, a, no, no. no. <laughs> I mean, it might explain why he's got all these families. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, well, that's weird. It, yeah, it's a little bit ironic, but. Um, because oh. later on, the Don does say like women are considered like trafficking and gambling, and women are considered harmful vices. Yeah, yeah, so. it's really strange. Oh. Uh, Puzo writes, on. and we know Fredo owns the brothel <laughs> in the in Gf Two. but Maybe by then right there. And our theory is that he l- really enjoys that position, going to the airports, picking people up, having Rolling. Mickey Mouse nightclubs. This right. is a safe yeah. bet. Yeah. Puzo wrote, I'm going to step over here and take care of the nightclub. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Puzo uh, writes, Don Corleone went out the door. He said casually, so this is after their meeting. He said casually to Hagen, do you have in your notes that the Turk made his living from prostitution before the war? As the, as the Tatalia family does now? Write that down before you forget. Ooh. There was just a touch of derision in the Don's voice and Hagen flushed. Hagen had deliberately not mentioned it, legitimately so, since it really had no bearing, but he had feared it might prejudice the Don's decision. But the Don knew anyway. The Don was notoriously straight-laced in matters of sex. Oh, wow. Yeah. But uh, Don Corleone wanted to show his, his consigliere that he... In fact, did his own homework. So that was so Don. So he did a good job at the Hollywood, and then he immediately threw it all away by uh, basically lying to the Don. Well, that's how you keep a conciliary sharp. Or Maybe yeah. he's gearing training him to be a wartime conciliary. Oh, well, yeah, keeping like, up. yeah, busting his chops all why, the time. Why is he out? <laughs> why is he out, Mikey? But it, it does seem odd that Tom worries that Don Corleone would not do business with him because he made his money in prostitution. Because. That, that's one of the cornerstones of the Corleone fortune. Yeah, right? maybe it's uh, it's. Well, we don't know if he uh, do the Corleone specifically make money from women or do they just help other people with their? Because we know Tattaglia is a pimp. He's a pimp, so maybe yeah. that's his way of saying like <laughs> we don't deal in women. Like that's Tattaglia. He's a pimp, so oh, yeah. like that's his sleazy thing. Like yeah. And so maybe with the Turk, it's a similar thing. But I also have in my notes that in the movie, the family does deal in prostitution. Mm -hmm. But in the book so far, it hasn't been mentioned. Do we see it in the movie? Well, you know, Fredo runs uh, Rub Joint and in GF2, Hyman Roth. uh, In GF2. When uh, Adon is out of the uh, picture. But Hyman Roth references the Rub Joint's. Oh, but maybe those are Hyman Roth's rub joints, and not the core Sorry, I I hope that's what the chain is called, Hyman Roth's Rub Joints. (laughs) Come on down, neon sign. (laughs) Come on down to Hyman Roth's Rub Joints and enjoy. We have two blondes for the gentleman (laughs) on the left. Just don't go into Mo Green's room and he goes in, I'm Mo Green. It's like laying on the table. (laughs) You go into that one, it's Mo Green chewing you out. Um, Oh, and of course, Hyman Roth would take advantage of his rub joint franchise and have uh, in front of each one a statue of Mo Green, maybe in like on a table with a... Oh, but how <laughs> <over him, not laughs> like it's a, like a, a bronze statue of him laying on the table yeah. with, with his eye bleeding, but his thumb up. <laughs> so would it be would it be would it be after he died or would it be like right right before he died? <laughs> I guess it'd be right before he gets yeah. shot. Right. The, it would be the bronze style. So it would be Hyman Roth's rub joint in neon because yeah. it always has to be in neon. Yeah. I like how and, each of our businesses is the person's name, possessive, <laughs> and then the name of the business, <laughs> the description of the yeah. business. <laughs> Hyman, Hyman, Roth's rub joints. And it would be Hyman Roth's daffy duck rub joints. <laughs> like the Mickey Mouse yeah. nightclubs, you got the daffy duck rub joints. <laughs> and it would be Mo Green on the face down on the the, the rub mm-hmm. joint table, massage table yeah. with the towel over him thumb up wearing glasses no no bullet hole in his eye no blood but a, a separate side bronze statue behind him of the masseuse turning to walk away oh, so it's re- a pivotal it's moment literally, oh, that, but he is giving a thumbs up for some reason well because he's promoting the th- the rupture oh. <laughs> is like oh, no, a memorial <laughs> statue or something like that no that's not even a statue <laughs> I think it should be holding, like, a martini glass (laughs) or something like that. It should be empty because no one can get drinks. (laughs) Oh, I cannot wait to get to the Hyman Roth stuff. Oh, that's great, yeah. Maybe we should do... Here's what I'm going to propose. We totally restructure the program. What? We start with minute one, we do minute one of Godfather, then we do minute one of Godfather two, then we do minute one of Godfather three, and so on, and then we just keep oh cycling through. That way we get to do Hyman Roth stuff, we get to do Joey Zaza, we get to do oh my like gosh. all the different ages. I wonder if we'll find out if there was any deliberate timing in that way. That's like Godfather three on steroids. Oh man, that's like Hyman I mean. Roth on acid. <laughs> Can you imagine Hyman Roth on Oh acid? my God, I love the concept. <laughs> this is the business we've chosen. <laughs> you think he's referencing the Hyman Roth's rub joints when he gets mad in GF2? He's like, this is the business we've chosen. He's all mad. Totally, yeah. I remember I used to <laughs> run a rub joint out of Canada with your father. <laughs> with the towels your father provided in the rub joints. <laughs> um. Here's something interesting. As far as I know, this is the first reference to the five families. Mm, really? Who, who will have a big uh, part, obviously, later on in the movie. So, he says, oh, maybe if the other five families will get into it. So, does mm. that imply there are six families, ultimately? I guess so. Because she it's the, the Corleones and there are five and the, yeah. but you always hear like the meeting of the five families, That's true. which true like the meeting of the six families. You know, I'll have to look because later in the book, uh, or actually earlier in the book, Puto wrote about the wars. Yeah, I know it is later in the book, okay, about the crime family wars. But gosh, well, there are actually more families than that, but those are the New York families, right. But, yeah. Yeah, maybe there are six families. Maybe during the war, one of the families is, uh, is like, absorbed mm, into, like, the Tataia yeah. family because they lose so many members. Well, maybe that. that's the, the Pantangeli family. Ah. Maybe. They get, he gets absorbed into the Dons. Into the Corleone yeah. family. Oh, I like yeah, it's that. It's like Genghis Khan. He just keeps oh. conquering oh, and Oh, I really like, like that. I, that'd I like that'd that'd that. Be really cool. Yeah. yeah. Even if that's not true, let's just... Uh, yeah, let's, let's say, say that it's and true. And you know why Frankie lost the war? Why well, did he lose the war? Because he doesn't have the mind for... Uh, uh, <laughs> Big deals? Yeah, big deals. Cheech, a morte. <laughs> Is that what he says? A la porte. La porte. Oh, the door. Cheech, la <laughs> More. Cheech, <laughs> no, huh? No wonder he goes to testify against him. <laughs> <laughs> what are you, Hyman Ross, rough joint? Yeah, a whole lot of rough joints. Yes, Senator, a lot of rough joints. Do you think Hyman Roth asked Don Corleone to go in on to go in with him on the rub joint business idea? Well, Hyman Roth? Yeah. No. Because he just, knows how prudish the, uh, uh, the, the Don truth. is when it comes to matters yeah. of... Uh, that would be a funny business meeting. Yeah. It's like, I appreciate you coming to me, Hyman, my good friend, but I must say no. You know, it matters of sex. I'm very straight-laced. Well, he wouldn't say no right then. When Hyman Roth left, he'd be like, when I come and the money's here, I'll know I have a partner. <laughs> yeah. If there's a bunch of towels on the table, I don't know. why I have a partner or not. <laughs> this guy's been going the same rub joint for fifty years. <laughs> I love that it's a franchise yeah. too. <laughs> I'm a retiree living on a pension from all my rub joints. He mentions it at every opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> He's really proud of it. Oh. Yeah. Anyways, do you li- do you li- do you like rub yeah. joints, Michael? It got I to love, to, it. love them. <laughs> it got to the point where uh, it became so popular that they were like, "You say, hey, why don't you give me a Roth?" That, was, that oh. became like a uh, that became like the uh, the slang for yeah. uh, for. A, <laughs> oh, and then there's a Cuban Roth. <laughs> Cuban Roth. That's where someone holds a pillow over your face. <laughs> Oh man, oh. I think we're I think we're getting into bonus content <laughs> material, all right. Totally. <laughs> 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 write it down. Yeah, I'm totally gonna write that down. So That's funny. Um, all right, so um yeah. So and then the minute ends with uh, with Tom saying maybe not now, maybe ten years from now and mm-hmm. that's that's when the minute ends. Tom's, so Tom's got vision. I'll he's got a some. head for big deals. Yeah. No um, wonder Michael keeps him on as his conciliary. Yeah, you know, for not, a while. Then he eventually he, he's out. It, he's out. But he could be helpful. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> all right, so I guess that'll wrap up uh this the oh, regular oh. content. We will be reconvening shortly for the bonus scalp. Alex, how many minutes left? Until what? Till the cannoli <laughs> countdown. How many minutes left? How many minutes left? We're doing the countdown How many minutes left? How many, well, minutes, left? How many minutes, minutes left? Let's see If this is minute 36 There's gotta be 26 minutes left. minutes left Is that Come accurate? On, so you, mm, know, the, you won't left? see Paulie no more Beginning in minute 59 59 so how many how is that many uh, let's see it's minute 36 59 carry the 3 that's 23 I, I don't have the head for a big deals <laughs> <laughs> 23 minutes 20, left 23 minutes left 23, 23 minutes, minutes left, left. 23 <laughs> minutes le- all right so um i got one more uh call throwback call back what do you call it call back so i want to call inst- me back I want to institute a new bit. Not really a bit, but it's called cleanup. Cleanup? Yeah, these are things that sort of we forgot to talk about, closing the loops, Mm -hmm. getting some closure on some previous things. So in a previous bonus content, we talked about how the differences in ages between the three brothers Mm -hmm. and how the difference in age between Sonny and Fredo is more than the difference between Fredo and Mike. Do you remember that? Well, that makes sense because... Yeah, yeah. Because he's older (laughs) No, no, no But the difference between them Wait, the difference between Fredo and The difference between Sonny and Fredo I don't remember what it was It's in your companion It was something like three years Uh Uh-huh But Fredo to Mike was just one year Okay, so that gap is less Yeah, that that gap is less So my question (laughs) is that Is that more or less frustrating for Fredo That he was stepped over Oh, more? Why? Uh oh no. I guess it would be less. Why? Because if they're almost the same age, then he can like almost convince himself that like maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I am the younger brother. <laughs> what do they call that? It's, it's like what's that psychological oh. uh, process where you convince yourself of something? <laughs> yeah, totally. I think that's I think it's like well you think it'd be worse? If he was nah, the think think worse right. if they're closer? Well, no, I think you're right because well, he, yeah, I could see if you're he, right. If he were much younger, then he'd be like, "Oh, i have stepped over by my kid brother of yeah. five years, kid yeah. brother." Yeah, I was gonna say that that could be it. If he's like, "Well, you're not experienced enough, Fredo. Right? You're not experienced enough." Right? Yeah. And he's like, "Your brother who's a year younger than you. He's way more experienced. <laughs> That's College <how> they, boy." <laughs> That's <laughs> how they explained it yeah. to him. <laughs> I just thought be, maybe next year you'll be, maybe next year he'll be younger than you. <laughs> Do you think maybe they told Fredo, that, since he was a kid, that he was younger than Michael? Because they knew he would never take over this. Oh, and at a certain not, age. They didn't have the heart to tell him the truth. But, but then he, at some age, he Fredo actually found out. the birth record. Yeah. He's like, wait a minute, this is my kid brother. When I, uh, you don't lie to your child like that. When I was in college, uh, a friend of mine told me this story that... Um, You know, he was 18, and to go to college, he was getting a physical, you know, just go to your doctor, Mm -hmm. get shots, and all that stuff checked out. And he said he was uh, putting his clothes on at the, you know, the doctor's like, okay, put your clothes back on, I'll meet you out in the office. And Mm -hmm. he said he was putting his clothes on, and he looked down, and his folder was there. Mm -hmm. And on his folder, it said he was adopted. That was how he found out he was adopted oh. by looking at the form and being like, What the hell? Wow. So maybe it's a similar thing with Fredo. That's how he found out he was actually the older brother the whole time. Oh man. <laughs> he thought he was ten years younger than Mike. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. What an yeah. what an experience. Like yeah, wow. he said when he was growing up like every girl he dated, like his parents really wanted to meet. Because he's like they for all being, they didn't want to make sure he didn't wind up dating like someone who was his sister or something. Oh my gosh! You know what I mean? Because they may have been in the same town. Yeah, still. the same town or whatever. Wow, so, that's crazy. Uh, yeah, it's wow. freaking. So, so Fredo uh, found what would have been the the setting for Fredo to find find that out. I mean, it wouldn't have been a physical. It would have been uh, I don't know, maybe Michael's college papers or something. Or maybe he was filling out like the, the uh the license the liquor license for the nightclubs. Oh. <laughs> or maybe uh, uh maybe he finds Michael's college application essay where he talks about his younger brother and wanting to take care of him. <laughs> Or his older brother and like having, being, I'm sorry, being conflicted of stepping over his older brother. Oh, he's my younger brother? college (laughs) essay, you about taking over the mob. Yeah. He had vision. (laughs) 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 Just overhead for big deals. (laughs) Or maybe Mike on his college essay said, my, my father wants me to take over the business, but I can't because, because I have an older brother, I have two older brothers yeah. Who so I might as well go to college or join oh, the army and that's what Francis is like Wait a minute, two older hey, brothers. Who's this other brother you got? Yeah. <laughs> you don't even mention me, <laughs> and then you're talking about this other brother yeah. you got all over the place. <laughs> I gotta find that. I gotta find that. I got a second older brother <laughs> like that. <laughs> all right, so I guess that'll wrap up uh minute thirty whatever, whatever. six thirty six uh-huh. and uh um, yeah, we said it was 22 minutes until the... uh oh, 23 minutes, till so you don't see Paulie no more. It's 22 minutes until we take oh, the, the gun, gun and leave the, the cannoli. cannoli.